You're listening to Specscript. Today's episode, Black Mirror, written by Emily Faye Coleman, Andy Iwancio, and Lydia Manning. Beep, beep, it's your phone. Who's ready to start Spectrum? Black, black, black. With Kyle McCormick and Church Hotomy. And, and not, on not on the board, Michelle Ozzy. And Shane Hosey! Yeah, Sharon Harsey. Three cheers. Shane the Hitman Hosey. Ah, yeah, so this is Spectrip, the, the show that you paid money to see, uh, yep. not the wrestling show <laughs> before. Yeah, the, the earlier part was. That one was that was for, the way, for you guys. Yeah, that is, that is a gift we give to you. Uh, you're so welcome. You're yeah, so you're wel- welcome. Yeah. I better not see that in my stocking next year. <laughs> Anyway, Spectrum <laughs> is a show uh, created by us yep. where a comic or a cool person in general uh, writes or an episode. a few. Ooh, yeah. Writes an episode of a TV show that they have never seen. Nope. So they don't know what the show is about, and they just write a little episode of it. They just feel it out. It's jazz. And we perform it via table read up on this stage here at Sweet Old Kelly's Olympian in Portland, Oregon. Like jazz. Uh-huh. We record it, we release it as a podcast from the River City Podcast Federation under the name SpecScript, because that's the name of the show. Uh, and today, we got a fun, fun episode. Oh boy, don't we though. Alluded to a little by Kyle. Yes. We're doing... I'm good at illusions. What show are we doing, everyone? We're doing... Black, Black Mirror! Did you know? Did you guys yeah. know? Did you know? Did yeah. you know? Who Did you know? Seen Black Mirror? Did you know? Who's seen Black Mirror? Woo! Who yeah. likes Black Mirror? All right. We have a difference of opinion on this stage about it. <laughs> Hang out after, and we'll talk about it. So, no, I'm going uh, home after. So usually <laughs> we don't do it. an anthology show. We do because uh, Black Mirror is an anthology show. There's not like a through line. Each episode is a contained narrative. So That's like, so true. How are we going to do this without recognizable characters? Well, instead huh. of doing a normal special episode where it's one episode of a show, we did three little episodes. Whoa! Like an anthology <laughs> each. <laughs> Mini soats, mini soats, mini soats. Cheers, 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 cheers. Visual jokes, visual jokes. So, so today we had three amazing writers. We had. Okay, Emily Faye Coleman. Lydia Manning. And Andy Alonso. And they all wrote really great episodes. We own, we did give them a little information each. It's called the Spectrum Cheat Sheet. Yes. Uh, it's a little thing that we give them so that they don't write an episode about... About how Jack's on the island and yeah. Locke's on the island and exactly. there's a polar bear. Because that's not Black Mirror. No. That's Frasier. Yeah. <laughs> that's a good joke. You give him, you yeah. give him what he deserves. Give me what I deserve for that joke. Don't, don't just treat it like tossed salad and scrambled yeah. eggs. <laughs> Boom. Boom! Like, yeah, so they, need to know they need to know a little bit about it because then the fans, the fans, <laughs> the fans, because then the fans will know. Our performers in Flan, uh, but <laughs> then they—that's uh, why it's unpopular. Yeah, we're broke. They, yeah, then they know uh, that they, they at least know they have a direction to write it, and yes. we each gave them different tellings of what in the, is in the show. Yes. So this so, will be weird. <laughs> mine do, was real sarcastic. Yeah. Do we know who wrote to whom's? Yeah. Because uh, I know who wrote to mine. Yes. You went to Lydia. I went to Lydia. Shane went to Emily. Yeah. Sorry about that. I went to Andy. Yes. And we all said different stuff. Remember yeah. how they fucked a pig? 
Sorry, we'll mom. Sorry, mom. My I mom talked a lot about how it's not a good show. Yeah. Shane <laughs> isn't into it. That's and, fine. Uh, and I talk. Nobody's nerfect. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, I think that's all we need to say before we start this damn show, right? Yeah, let's. Should we start the show? Let's start this damn show! What we're going to do is all of our amazing performers are going to uh, grab a stool. This, yeah, grab a stool and come on the stage. Uh, grab your beer, Kyle, and we're going to sit down, and they're going to get on this stage. And then what we're going to do, audience here and at home, each of these people are going to say their favorite app and the na- their name and what character they are playing. So they'll be like... Wait, their favorite act? App. App. Oh, what? They said Act. No. I like Act 2 of Hamlet. I like the act of killing. Uh, I like, I like the act, act where Daphne Duck blows himself up. So, the reason we do this is because this is a podcast. Uh, so, so our listeners at home don't know what these people look like, and they can't see stuff. That's not how podcasts work. Visitors at home. Exactly. So, each one is going to say their name, the character or characters they're playing, and then they will be saying what their favorite mobile app is because Black Mirror is all about technology, right? Woo! Okay, uh, my name is Shane Hosey. Uh, I'm going to be playing Cashier. Ooh. And my favorite app is um, Triple Town. Oh, cool. <laughs> my name is Chris Hotomy, and I will be voicing the character of Different Cashier. Uh, and my favorite app uh, is is LinkedIn because every time I see somebody message me from LinkedIn, it makes me think of Linkin Park, and then I'm like, oh, that's a good band. That's not a joke. It's not a joke, folks. Uh, I'm Andy. I yeah, I wrote the one called uh, "It's All About Me, 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 Me." <laughs> <laughs> Spoiler word: It's only kind of about me. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, my favorite app is uh, Mozzarella Sticks. Ah! Nah, I was going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> you can do it, too. Then it becomes a running gag. No, I'll do my own thing. <laughs> my name's Adam. I'll be voicing both Foodba and Craig. And rather than tell you my favorite app, I just want to inform you guys that you stare at Chris's pants as long enough, you'll see a sailboat. <laughs> uh, my name is Emily Faye Coleman. Um, I wrote one of the episodes named Vaguely Pretentious Title. Uh, I will be voicing Susan Marie, uh, Delivery Guy Rick, and Tim. You called your episode Vaguely Pretentious Title? Yes. You did listen to my thing. Um, My favorite app is Twitter, because I can pretend that there are people out there laughing at my jokes. Not like that. Okay. Um, my name is Ryan Haggerty, and I play Grace and Graham, and my favorite app is Pinterest. <laughs> that was the whitest thing I've ever done. I like Pinterest. Uh, it's it's a likable app. I respect it. It's designed to be likable. <laughs> my name is uh, Aaron Harleman, and I'm playing Frank and Klaus, and uh, my favorite app is uh, Shamedly Pokemon Go. <laughs> which I, I played on the way walking here. <laughs> yeah, mom, uh, people it, still play Pokemon yeah. Go. Lay off. I yeah. also missed the summer of 2016. <laughs> it's I get so much exercise um, driving around in my car <laughs> playing Pokemon. <laughs> no, don't, don't do that. It says on the app not to. Anyway. Uh, my name is Lydia Manning. I wrote the episode Baby on Board, 
I'm playing the roles of Blake, Newscaster, and Mark, and my favorite app is Tinder because I've never used it, and when I say that, I sound so cool and better than all of you. <laughs> uh, my name is Carolyn Maine, and I am playing Alana, and this little piggy 6D swine. <laughs> We're excited about that. And my favorite app is PDX Bus, because it tells me when the bus is coming. Hell yeah. Or not, sometimes they disappear, so that's interesting too. My name is Kyle McCormick. I'll be reading the scene directions for this episode, filling in for Mark the Movie Man. Um, and my favorite app uh, these days is Universal Paperclips. It's a, it's, a, it's a game where you pretend to run a paperclip factory. <laughs> it's a, this is real. It's extremely fun. You have to set different variables. Whatever, we'll talk about it after. Um, I really like it, though. Universal Paperclips, available on iTunes if you're me. <laughs> Everyone settled the normal apps. <laughs> Kyle, did you design the app Universal Paperclips? <laughs> oh, Adam, what did I did? I, 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 can, I can only wish that I put something so great together. Give it up for our amazing performers. <laughs> All right. So for our first episode, we are doing Baby on Board, written by Lydia Manning. Right. Let them decide. Fade in. Interior, bedroom, morning. Frank, a boringly handsome man in his early 30s, sits up in bed, yawns, stretches, and begins speaking quite Britishly. Alexa, check the weather. Frank's wife, Alexa, emerges from her cocoon of blankets on the other side of the bed like a beautiful, sleepy pantry moth. She rolls over to stare out the window. It's raining, love. Looks chilly. Hmm. Frank goes about his morning man routine, shaving his ties and stuff like that, while speaking to Alexa. Alexa, give me the traffic report. Red car, blue car, yellow car. Oh, a passenger seat puppy. Thank you, Alexa. That's enough. Should be a 15-minute walk to work as usual because your office is 1.5 kilometers away from our flat, as usual. You want an umbrella and your rubbers. Frank turns to look at Alexa for the first time all morning. They make gross, sexy marital eye contact. Rubbers? Are they still using those? Alexa doesn't reply, but she smiles at Frank and holds the gross, sexy marital eye contact for several metric seconds. Alexa, where are my lucky socks? I need them today. Big meeting. They're in the dresser, love. Top drawer. As usual, there's also a little surprise in there for you. It came. <clears throat> Frank opens the top drawer and pulls out a small box labeled Immaculate Conception. It's an Apple product. <laughs> the box has clearly already been opened. Did you? I did. I made an ovipositor. 
I just couldn't wait. This is the best egg I've released all year. You should have seen her test scores. Frank reopens the box and shifts its contacts nervously back and forth between his hands. How do I? I'll help you. I've already read all the instructions on all of it. It's the tough nutter, the Mr. Carriage. Baby, let's do it today. Your meeting isn't until 10.15. We have plenty of time to get started. This is the egg I want to use. I know it. She's exceptional. Here, just let me. Alexa, play some music. Alexa reaches under her pillow and pulls out a kazoo. She begins playing Isn't She Lovely, because that's a song about a baby, thus thwarting Frank's attempt to change the subject. <laughs> While Alexa the plays... The fell out. So beautiful. Beautiful. Just the never stop. Enchanting. That's why it's good. While Alexa plays, Frank goes into the bathroom. Ooh, yes. Just lay it down. Mm. That's my wife. <laughs> mm. Frank goes into the bathroom to simultaneously brush his teeth and practice a business pitch. He speaks with a mouthful of toothpaste. And so, if we acquire this one of you, we see the nanny fairing chance and acquisition total we will woo. Sorry. <laughs> My plan is to squeeze a system fog keen straight with his nuts and bosoms. Sir Wigan August and Tagorafish. Are there any questions? <laughs> Alexa stops playing the kazoo, <laughs> stands up, and grabs the contents of the Immaculate Conception box. Oh, that sounded great! It did. Frank steps closer to Alexa, marital eye contact at its peak. You'll do too great. Today, baby. <laughs> to best. Tever. Frank grabs Alexa's hands, pulling them close to his body. Alexa, call me daddy. Yikes. <laughs> daddy. <laughs> Fade to interior, worst bedroom, morning. Blake, an intriguingly unattractive man, kind of an Adam Driver type, is going about his morning man routine. He slaps himself in the face 13 times to connect his brain to the internet, where he begins chatting with his online lady friend, this little piggy 60 swine, <laughs> who's an actual pig. Good morning, cutie winky face. Hey, babe, kissy face. <laughs> Sorry again for canceling last week on such snort notice. <laughs> Are we still on for tonight? Yeah, babe. I'm so excited to finally meet you. Hearts for eyes, face. So, what's up? 
It was so hard to get out of my blanket this morning, lol. <laughs> LOL. <laughs> now I'm eating breakfast naked. Whoa. <laughs> breakfast? A bagel. Mm, yeah, tell me what's on your bagel. A mix of blackberry jam and cream cheese. <laughs> it's called a black schmear. Mm. Oh, yeah. Are you going to find more things to put that black schmear on? Maybe uh, some roast beef? Or do you have none? Mm. Oh, yeah, babe. I bet you're just going to totally pig out. Um, Blake? I just love how you're one of those girls who can eat whatever she wants and never gain a kilogram. Uh, yeah, about that, Blake, there's something I need to... Hey, could you do that thing I like? I think your native tongue is just so beautiful, and it's so hot when you share your culture with me. Sure, um, Urshe, Eggblay? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, say my name, and then say a bunch of things I don't understand at all. I'm Atne and Eggupte Eggpay. Yeah. <laughs> You're a wee 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 little piggy. You'll never get big ever. Alspe, erste one unse ingve as an ekapte igpe. I'm an ulife ungre anfeb ingpe. I'm uje. Al we uye alste likely ime. Oh yes. Most pigs stop being cute and get kind of disgusting once they reach adulthood. But you're not like most pigs, are you? You're going to remain super tiny and adorable forever. Blake, I have to go. Oh, okay. See you tonight, then. Yeah, I'll, I'll see you tonight. I can't wait. Awesome. Later, babe. Fade to interior office later. Blake sits in a cubicle, gently caressing a computer. Frank walks in, his legs spread wide like a cowboy, but less cool. <laughs> Cheers, mate. Oh, something's different about you. Oh, yeah. You remember how Alex and I have been talking about starting a family? Yeah, you didn't. We did. Well, we are. I'm using a tough nutter right now. Just put it on this morning. It's like a little obstacle course inside your urethra. <laughs> it's as unpleasant as it sounds. <laughs> Congratulations. Frank gestures down at his crotch like men often do. <laughs> this thing ensnares only my most exceptional sperm have a chance to fertilize my lady's best egg. Sperm usually just compete against each other in batches. <laughs> but just because the fastest kid in the class doesn't mean you're going to the Olympics. Oh! You okay, mate? Yeah. That was just the feeling of thousands of my sperm failing to overcome the second obstacle. <laughs> None of my guys have finished yet, but until I have tonight, but I have until tonight before Alexa's egg ages out of perfection, and I'm sure I have plenty of outstanding, outstanding tiny soldiers in there. Frank gazes lovingly at his crotch, as men often do. <laughs> uh, so I've got a date tonight. The pig chick. Teacup pig. The one who always cancels on you. She had a bad sty last week. <laughs> <laughs> And the week before that, that, she went to the market, and tonight she'll stay home. 
Frankly, I think you should just let me set you up. Alexa's friend from university, Susan Marie, is a real knockout. Nah, the pig's trying to get it. <laughs> okay, but if your date flakes again, I'll be at the pub with the wife tonight. Susan Marie will be there. Blake ignores Frank and imagines a tiny pig in tiny shoes. <laughs> As men often do. <laughs> I can't wait to wrap that curly little tail around my... Fade two. <laughs> Interior restaurant night. Blake sits alone at a table. He hears the loud hoofsteps of this little piggy of 60s wine approaching him from behind, but ignores them because he is expecting the tiny hoofsteps of a tiny pig. <laughs> She covers his eyes with her hooves. Can I sit down, or are you going to hog the table all night? <laughs> well, it was quite boring without you. This little piggy 60s swine laughs flirtatiously, uncovers Blake's eyes, and walks to the other side of the table to face Blake. So glad we're finally doing this. So glad. She extends a hoof for Blake to shake, but he just stares at it, disappointed and confused. Uh, I'm sorry, ma'am, but I'm actually waiting for... This little piggy, 60 swine. You're looking at her. Oh, uh, hey. Uh, no offense, but you look nothing like your photos. I know, I... Like you're way fatter. I know, but they were all photos and... And grosser. <laughs> well, you don't exactly look great as you advertise either. Athletic build. But then I guess you never specified what sport. <laughs> oh, you lied about your race. There is no such thing as a teacup pig. That's all folklore. This is what a real pig looks like. We have pot bellies and giant nipples and hair on our chinny chin chins. <laughs> Y'all real pigs who let themselves go. <laughs> This little piggy 60s swine slams her hooves on the table angrily and chokes back oinks of sadness and frustration. <laughs> Look, huff and puff all you want, but I'm just not into the whole brick house buddy type. A man's allowed to have a preference. Your preference is my baby picture. I don't need this. I thought we connected, but clearly I was wrong. You're an arse. This little piggy 60s swine storms out of the restaurant. <laughs> Bullocks. Fade two. <laughs> Interior, the pub, later. Frank and Alexa sit at a table, listening with genuine interest to Susan Marie, the ideal woman in this universe. When I walk in the woods with no shoes, I call it hobbit hiking. <laughs> wow, you're so interesting. My laundry, laundry schedule is determined by a series of D10 rolls at the beginning of every month. <laughs> Whoa, are you hearing this? Fascinating. Keep talking forever. Blake enters, shyly approaching the table. He is a sad boy. I take it your date went sour. The sourest, not my cup of tea. Blake, this is Susan Marie. She's... I'll buy the next round of drinks. Blake will help me. No straws, please. Frank grabs Blake by the arm, drags him to the bar, and begins to speak with an unnerving sense of urgency. Blake, I need your help. Sure, mate. I'll carry two of the drinks, and you carry the other two. We got this. <laughs> no. 
No, I mean, it's something big. Frank gestures at his crotch. Typical. I couldn't do it. You couldn't do it. None of my racers crossed the finish line. Not one. Blake, mate, I need yours. <laughs> well, Frank, I'm flattered, but I'm just not ready to be a father. I'm not talking about be. <laughs> I'm not asking you to be a father. I'm just asking you to insert the tube in your urethra and help me knock up my wife. Bloody hell, Frank. I tried. I really did. But look, fairly, I'm fairly attractive, moderately successful, and any of my sperm could create offspring at the, of the same brand. Cute kids who do well in school. But that's not good enough for Alexa. She wants to raise stars. I'm not really sure that I uh, understand. But you, you're a wild card. Most of your little swimmers would create dumb, ugly weirdos. You've got some really bad ones in there. <laughs> but you've also got some fantastic beasts in there. Let me find them. <laughs> Frank reaches into his pants and pulls out a small tube. The Tough Nutter. Blake shifts uncomfortably. I'll make it worth your while. You want a teacup pig? I'll get you a teacup pig. Will it just be a piglet that's been kidnapped? Will it just be replaced every few months with a new kidnapped piglet? <laughs> After murdering the no longer adorable adolescent pig? Maybe. And frankly, I don't think you give a damn. Aroused by the offer, Blake takes the tube from Frank's hand. And Alexa, she won't find out? She won't. No one will, I swear. I'll do it. Give me a piggy. <laughs> Cheers. It's all yours, mate. Blake heads to the loo. Frank gets all four <laughs> drinks and returns to the table. Where's your friend? He's cute in the unconventional, like, is he cute kind of way? Like Miles Teller. <laughs> Just wallowing a bit. He had a rough night with a piggy met on the internet. Poor chap. Now I talk. I live next door to a family of Catholic <laughs> pigs. They're constantly popping out babies. Your talking is my favorite thing. <laughs> Catholic pigs, huh? Yeah, that'll do. That'll do. Fade to black. Mirror! <laughs> Woo! That was Baby on Board by Lydia Manning. Part one of Black Mirror. Let's get into part two! Vaguely pretentious title by Emily Faye Coleman. Yes. Clap. Interior, suburban house living room, day. It's a standard upper middle class home. Wood floors, tastefully decorated white. Walls. <laughs> you could probably shoot this in a pottery barn and no one would notice. You probably shouldn't though. That feels illegal. The TV is on, tuned to a news station. A generic newscaster is reading a report. The inset picture beside her is that of a large stainless steel fridge with touchscreen panels on the front. It's the food bar. With early studies showing that households that have purchased a food bar within the last two years are experiencing a decrease in obesity, heart disease, cholesterol, and even low energy levels. With software updates expected in the next six months, it's looking like the food bar really will be the way the future eats. The front door opens to reveal Grace, a woman in her early 30s. She holds the door for Rick, the delivery guy, who's wheeling in a large box with the food bar logo on the side. Oh, right through here. I want to get it in place before my wife gets home. Note, 
I know you're going to want to say that last line like Borat. Go for it if it makes you happy. Let's take it again. <laughs> Go ahead. Let's take it again. What take is, it again. What is Borat? My wife. My wife. <laughs> take it again, please. Take it again, please, Ryan. <laughs> like, Don't ruin just say this for me. My, my, my <laughs> wife. Exactly the same, but my wife. My wife gets home. Oh, I'm sorry. We didn't hear it. We were yeah, talking you, over it. You were talking Did over it. Did you take it again? My wife. My wife. My wife. Ryan, could you take it again, please? My wife. My wife. I'm sorry. Uh, can we take it again, please? <laughs> Hand party. And go. Before my wife gets home. Thank you. All right. Her wife. Very nice. Uh, Grace leads Rick through a door. They both exit. Interior, suburban house kitchen, day. The kitchen is as pottery barn as the rest of the house. There's a lot of fancy appliances in there, including the food bar, which is in its place. Rick is tapping the screen on the front, apparently setting it up. How long will it take to finish up? Five, maybe ten minutes. Have you already fitted the cabinet doors with the sensors and locks? Alana, also a woman in her 30s and looking like she's at the end of a very long day, enters the kitchen. She sets her bag down on the counter and watches the food bus set up, arms crossed over her chest. Finished it last night. This thing has been a fucking project. We'll have to install the new update tonight. No need. It does the updates automatically now. I also put the apps on our phones and watches to make sure we're covered. The screen of the food bus glows white. It plays a cheerful, friendly little startup tune. I am Futba. Please enter your profiles to begin your new lifestyle. Appetizing. Night. Grace and Alana are gathered around the food bar later that evening. Grace is visibly excited. Alana is not. She's pretty skeptical of it all, if we're being honest, you and me. Ready? It's just a fridge. I don't think we have to be ready for it. Grace rolls her eyes and steps in front of the food buzz screen. A red laser beam comes out of a sensor and scans Grace's entire body. Food Bob plays a cute little chime. <laughs> Profile detected. Grace Adams, allow me to process your dinner needs. <laughs> food Bob beeps and boops for a few moments. People bubble bop with a loading screen uh, that takes up the front screen. The inside of the unit makes mechanical noises. Please remove meal from main unit. The door slowly swings open to reveal a salad. It's a nice looking salad, but it's kind of a weak dinner option. It might have chicken on it, but if it does, it's barely enough to count. Grace takes the plate from the otherwise empty shelf and looks at it, disappointed. Doesn't seem like much. Maybe a few croutons? She reaches for a cabinet door, but finds that it's locked. Due to prior daily consumption, this feature is temporarily unavailable. An annoyed Grace pulls a fork out of a drawer and stabs it into her salad. Alana snickers. (laughs) Just a smart fridge, I guess. It's Alana's turn to step in front of the food bar to be scanned. Profile detected. Alana Adams. 
Food Bob beeps and boops some more. Beep, boop, boop, boop. The door opens once again to reveal a raw steak and vegetables sitting on a plate. Please remove meal from main unit and insert into heating unit. <laughs> she picks up the plate and inserts it into a microwave-type machine. It does something cool and futuristic, like glow red before the door, behind the door before dinging. Alana pulls out a fully cooked steak. That's pretty cool. <laughs> Interior suburban house kitchen day. It's a few weeks later, or whatever. People will have to guess because this doesn't seem like the kind of show where they do cheesy things like superimpose the passage of time. Anyway, <coughs> the neighborhood is about as interesting as the inside of the Adams house. It's kind of amazing how that many houses can keep their lawn so nicely mowed and their houses that aggressively beige. Alana and Grace are out at their mailbox watching Rick deliver a food box to the people across the street. Mm, looks like the Brits are on their way to eating. Look like the Brits are on their way to eating in the future too. There's an edge of bitterness to Alana's voice. Both women are actually looking a little on the gaunt side. No one's going to say anything about it, but it's a thing. Yeah, that government program went into effect last week. Soon everyone's going to have the system. As if from nowhere, Klaus, a 45-year-old man with a crazy look in his eye, appears next to Grace. She jumps. You can sure as hell bet we're not letting the government in our house. Just as suddenly as Klaus appeared, there's Mary Ann, also in her 40s, also definitely a little nuts. First day! It's a slippery slope. <laughs> Klaus taps his nose knowingly. He looks at Marianne, and they both walk away, up, to, up the walkway to a house and go inside. Alana and Grace watch, confused. When, when did they move in? Alana shrugs. Another food bot truck pulls up to the house next door to the one getting the original delivery. Exterior, neighborhood, day. Tired and 150% over everything, Grace is standing in front of the food bar. She tries to pull open the door. Nothing happens except food bar letting out a long beep. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> Due to prior daily consumption, this function is temporarily unavailable. Prior consumption, my ass. Give me fries, you asshole. She tries to pry the door open again. Food Bob beeps again, possibly more aggressively. <laughs> There's definitely a tone that it takes when it speaks again. Due to prior <laughs> daily <laughs> consumption, this function is temporarily unavailable. Please make a smarter choice. Grace smacks the door in frustration. She gives it a moment of thought before grabbing her keys and purse from the counter. Excuse me? I'll just go out and... I'll just go out, you dickhead robot. She leaves. Seconds later, the front door slams. Food Bob boops angrily. (laughs) (laughs) Food Bob does that again. This fridge might actually be a dickhead. (laughs) Interior fast food restaurant, night. 
It's a fast food restaurant. What more description do you really want from me? There's some plastic chairs and probably a disheveled guy sleeping in one of the far back booths. The fluorescent lighting is doing nothing for Grace's thinning, exhausted face. The fast food cashier isn't a looker either, I guess. He hands Grace a bag of food that she almost aggressively grabs from him. You got a little personal there at the end. I'm just saying. Sorry, Shane. Okay. Food will get you down. What'd you guess? <laughs> That's half all business. It's still done more good than harm, but god damn it if I don't want fries just once a week. Don't be surprised if you if it found out about this. They laugh. Very <laughs> 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 very very oddly. <laughs> oh. And neither of them is fully convinced it's a joke. Interior, suburban house kitchen, night. The dark kitchen is illuminated by food boss switching on. A progress bar appears on its screen. Initiating update number 2326. Uh-oh. Interior movie theater day. It's movie night for Alana and Grace. How fun. They wait for a different cashier to get their various snacks assembled. Definitely some popcorn and soft drinks. Maybe some cookie dough bites. Those are always nice. Grace hands him a card to run, which he does. The machine doesn't like that. Uh, your card has been declined. Uh, there's, there's definitely money in that account. Try this one, though. She hands him her card. No dice, pal! <laughs> declined! Grace looks up from her phone, frustrated and definitely annoyed. I just checked the accounts, and they're fine. I'll just get cash. She leaves Alana and the cashier to step outside. Exterior, ATM, day. The screen of the automatic teller machine machine just says, transaction denied. Moments later, there's a chime from Grace's phone. She checks it to find a notification from the Food Bar app. Food Bar has detected an attempted overage of allotted nutrients. You'll thank me later, wink. Seriously? Interior, various. A montage of people, mostly Grace and Alana, trying to get food from the Food Bar and, other disap- and, be- and, and others uh, being disappointed or denied. Using their cards to buy fun snacks stops working. Alana tries to buy a tiny package of baby carrots. They nervously check their food by app while the card is being run. They're almost excessively relieved when it goes through without question. Interior fast food restaurant night. Grace is back at the fast food place, but the cashier has been replaced by some kind of mobile food buy unit. It scans her and turns her away. What an asshole. Seriously, whose idea was this? Probably the government. (laughs) Interior, suburban house kitchen, night. Grace is pale, thin as fuck, and completely over everything. She stands in front of the food bar, desperately poking the screen again and again. Food bar doesn't give a shit. Due to prior daily consumption, this function is temporarily unavailable. I haven't eaten since noon! Systems detect one ounce chocolate cake consumed at 1.15 p.m. How? Alana! Come help me! (laughs) Alana enters the kitchen. Grace grabs her and shoves her in front of the scanner. Error. User must use own identification to retrieve consumable. User account case Adams has been locked for 24 hours. Grace bursts into tears. (laughs) Alana hugs her and glares at the food bar. Exterior, backyard, day. 
The grass and garden in the backyard is looking a little rough, like no one has cared enough to keep it up. The yard also faces out into a thick forest a couple yards back from the fence. Alana is tending a fire in a fire pit. Klaus is back, and he's handling a rotisserie thing where there's some kind of indeterminate animal being roasted over the fire. Bigger than a rabbit, but not as big as a bear. (laughs) A gate in the back fence opens. Grace and Marianne come through, hauling a basket filled with greens and berries and mushrooms and shit. All in all, everyone looks a lot less starved and stressed. Out. (laughs) Interior, suburban house kitchen, day. Food Buzz screen lights up. The progress bar appears. Initiating update two, three, three, zero. The end? That one was spooky, because it's gonna happen. All right, government's bad. President's bad. Government's bad. Government's bad. (laughs) That's my new character. Uh, This episode is called... Andy, what's it called? This episode... (laughs) It's called It's All About Me, 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 Me. Thank you. I can read. <laughs> By Andy Iwanciano. 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 By Andy Iwanciano. Hey, Gabagool. Hey. Hey, get a tasty smoked moots. All right. Hey, my wife. Where were we? All right. They're okay when they're white. (laughs) This is all we have. All right. Exterior, dusty road, day. We open on an empty road. We're in the middle of nowhere in some nondescript desert of a place. Off in the distance, a brown, beat-up car slowly drives towards us. Sounds like some hard times Mm. on that dusty road. I'm going to go. Okay. Thank thank you, Shane. Goodbye. All right. Series series wrap on Shane. All right. (laughs) The car is crammed full of four boring dudes. In the backseat is Craig, a sleazy guy wearing stained sweatpants to let you know that he's a sleazy guy. Next to him sits a dapperish-looking dude named Graham, who's taking pictures of the landscape and muttering something about hashtags. In the passenger seat is Tim, a dude admiring himself in the mirror. In the driver's seat is Mark. He looks as comfortable as a pit bull on a Ferris wheel. Tell you what. Mm. We need to stop over here. A mile up ahead on the right, I've heard people go in those gas stations for sex. <laughs> sex is like my personal favorite thing. Mm. We're not stopping. We're still lost. I'm in agreement with Mark. We're not stopping for sex. We're lost. We're stopping to find a relationship, so we're not lost in our lives anymore. (laughs) Mark, pull off to the gas station so we can find everlasting love. We are not stopping. I'm gonna poop myself. (laughs) They all suddenly turn and stare at Graham, who's going to poop himself. (laughs) There's a moment of exasperated silence. Exterior, road. We see the car go skidding off the road like a drunk chihuahua on ice. 
We all know the image. Dust kicks up as the car speeds into the parking lot of a gas station. The car door throws open, and Graham comes running out and disappears into the side of the building. Mark, Tim, and Craig slowly exit the car after. We pan up to see the name of the gas station is Chargers. Interior bathroom. We see a room dimly lit by one shitty light fixture above a shitty mirror near a shitty toilet by a shitty wall. Graham stands in front of the mirror, fixing his hair and admiring himself. He takes out a camera and proceeds to take pictures as he poses. Oh yeah, there it is, let's see that face. Oh yeah, give us a duck, give us a duck. Quack, quack. (laughs) He takes four or five quick, quack, pictures and quick, quack, succession. As he does, slowly, a dark figure emerges from the shadows behind him. Who's there? Suddenly, a woman in a t-shirt that says selfies walks past him. He turns slowly to read her shirt as she passes and vanishes into the shadows. As he does, from behind him, an aggravated woman wearing a t-shirt that says meaningful relationships attacks him as the lights in the room go dark. Hashtag not cool. Hashtag not cool. Interior gas station. The gas station looks like a gas station looks. Food on shelves, drinks in coolers, but eerily quiet and dusty. Mark, Tim, and Craig enter. They wander in different directions around the store. Nobody's here either. I don't like this. Same as all the other places. Mm. (laughs) I guess that means we can take whatever we want and do what we want. I'm like really into that. He grabs a can of nacho cheese off a shelf and sprays some into his pants. (laughs) You're gonna chase off all the single ladies in here. Oh, yeah. What one consenting adult does with one consenting can of cheese whiz should not be judged by anybody but that big man in the sky. In all the time I've known you, there have been countless chances to have a relationship swiped from my grasp. Sorry, it's kind of been one of my services. The can completely empties, making a sound not unlike a Yorkshire Terrier farting on a piece of aluminum siding. We've all been there. Craig lets the waistband of his sweatpants snap close. All right. Mark shakes his head in disbelief, then looks up suddenly. Where's Graham? Is he still in the bathroom? He usually has two or three hundred pictures to be taken of himself. He always says that his after poop glow is his best look. (laughs) That guy is such a narcissist. Never will change. Now, let's get back to the matter at hand. I need to find someone nearby who will adore me for the rest of my life. Wait, out there. They turn to see what Mark is looking at the window. We see the shambling form of Graham, grambling, stumbling towards the front door like a Labrador with two broken legs looking for its master on a ghost ship. Mm. 
Well, there you go. He's coming in from the bathroom and looking as fresh as a daisy. Hide. He's been taken over. Mark ducks down behind the front counter. Tim lays down behind a snack display. Craig rushes over to a magazine section, picks up a newspaper, and holds it up in front of his face, pretending to read it. The doors fly open as a possessed Graham wearing a pair of sunglasses enters. Ray-Ban glasses, cheap prices, sharp looks, just $19.99 per lens. Buy now, today only. Craig slightly lowers the paper and looks at the sunglasses and starts thinking about that deal. Mm. That does sound like a bloody good deal. Mark sees all this happening from his hidden spot and jumps up to draw Graham's attention. Graham, Graham, over here. It's me, Mark. Don't you remember your buddy, the Zuck, Mark Zuckerberg? No Zucks. (laughs) No Zucks given? Zuck the cuck? Graham stumbles a little towards Zuck the cuck. A slight look of recognition seems to come over his face. That's it, buddy. We're all here, guy. Look, there's your other friend, Tim Durr. Tim, stand up, say hi. Tim stands up from behind his hiding spot like a corgi hearing a squeaky toy for being thrown down a flight of stairs on a freighter. Hey, Graham, it's me, your buddy Tim. Tim Durr, you know, always looking for singles, right? Graham stumbles over towards Tim. Seemingly, he recognizes him in some small way. Ray, Ben, Cheap, Tim? (laughs) Craig, Craig, say, "Mm." hi, Craig. (laughs) Craig drops the newspaper silently and looks over in the direction of Graham. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Graham. It's me, your buddy Craig. Craigslist. Remember your Instagram. We're like totally best buds. Graham slowly stumbles over towards him. Craig draws back slightly as he comes closer. You got him, Craig. Bring him back. Keep going. He's not too deep into it. All right, buddy, yeah. Um, remember us taking all those pictures of stuff I was selling, right? That broken lawnmower with a dead possum in it? Yeah. That antique guillotine. Yeah. That expired for loco. Craig? Graham raises his fancy but reasonably priced sunglasses slightly and grabs Craig by the shoulder. Craig draws back slightly. Damn, Daniel. (laughs) He's back at it again with those white vans. Craig's body shudders at the force of the yell and slumps slightly. His head drifts down like a pug falling asleep on a pile of meat. Then his head jolts upright. His eyes glow. I will disembowel you. Post a gif of how you think it'll look. 
Both Graham and Craig turned to start shambling, grambling, towards Mark. Tim, they're too far gone. We gotta get out of here. Tim? Mark turns and looks to see Tim's eyes glowing. Dave Chappelle tells it like it is. <laughs> he is a legend and these social justice warriors and soy boys are feminizing the world. Comedy is the last bastion of unfiltered truth that cannot be criticized. Slowly, Graham, Craig, and Tim, the now meme-infected red-pilled zombies, encircle Mark like a litter of starved Labrador puppies around the body of their dead owner. Right? Ah, how about you cast me outside? How about that? Erection pills. Hashtag dick goals. Hashtag man thrust Monday. But Louis C.K. is still funny, though, and Last Jedi sucked. They turned Luke into a sniveling, scared nerd. Fighting words. Mark knocks over a rack of chips in front of the three zombies. They stumble around confused. He makes a rush for the door and sprints outside. Exterior, gas station pumps. Mark backs away on the ground, away from the building and towards the pumps. He can see the zombie forms of Tim, Graham, and Craig start to shamble. Gramble. Out of the front door. Low interest loans! A prince in Antarctica wants to give you millions of euros. <laughs> I was gonna fuck around and sing Thriller, but there's no way I can make it through it with a straight face right now. <laughs> ah! <laughs> Having a bad day. Please post cute pictures of cats and dogs and funny hats. Yes! Invest in Bitcoin now to fund Bernie 2020 campaign. I make fun of everyone equally. It's satire. Duh. <laughs> Mark lays scared on the ground like a poodle trying to hide in a pile of bloodstained socks. I guess I look like the painting of the scream. <laughs> Suddenly the entire gas station flickers out of existence, taking the meme zombies with them. Mark sits perplexed on the dusty ground trying to figure out what's happened. Like a Pomeranian that's just been hit in the head with a badminton cricket. <laughs> Racket. It's a cricket. That's a different sport. What the zuck? The sky is open and a bright light shines from the heavens. The loud voice of the god booms down. I've deleted Craigslist, Tinder, and Instagram from my phone. Facebook's still on, though. I just need to make a post on Facebook to let people know I'm deleting Facebook from my phone. <laughs> Mark's eyes go wide. Fade to black. Mirror! <laughs> that has been It's All About Me, Me, Me by Andy Iwasio. That's right. Vaguely pretentious titles by Emily Faye Coleman. Oh, yeah. Well, I we was gonna, gonna do that. We were gonna do. Okay, cool, 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 and cool, cool, cool. This cool, has cool. been Spectrum's Black, Black Mirror. Give it up for the three episodes you've seen. Yes, today. the three episodes you've seen. Baby on board by Lydia Manning. Vaguely pretentious title by Emily Faye Coleman. And what was it? No, no, you, buddy. No, what's the last one? No, it's all about. 
It's all about me, 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 Thank me, 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 me. <laughs> say, say her name. By Andy, Andy Shrimp Scampy. Andy Shrimp Scampy. Andy Shrimp Scampy. I want Ciano. No! Damn it. It's Andy Lucia. I want Ciano. Andy Lucia Fasano. Andy, I want you. I'm so sorry. Andy, my wife, yeah. All right. This has been SpecScript. Give it up for all of the performers you've seen today. Yes. Of course, you've seen, which will include some of the writers. You saw Carolyn Maine. Lydia Manning. Ryan Haggerty. Aaron Harlan. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> no way. This is your job. You should have never made me a producer. <laughs> We've all made a mistake. Right. That's uh, why he's Emily, not on the poster. Yep. Emily Faye Coleman. <laughs> Adam Bossy. And, and Shane. Shane, who do we got? Can you do it? Can you do it? Uh, Andy. It wants you. Yeah! <laughs> uh, give it up for real for Shane Hosey. Give it up for Chris Hardeman. And give it up for Kama Corman. <laughs> One last person to give it up. Two last people to give it up for our amazing man making sound sound so good. Recording it, Brian up in the sound booth. That's right. And hey, give it up also for referee Mark from yeah. the pre-show. That's right. Uh, Shannon Hunt, our door person. Hell uh, yes. Keba and Lucia, our bar people. They're not here right now, but give it up for them. Give it up for them anyway. Uh, yeah, we are, Spectrum is a podcast on the River City Podcast Federation. You can check out a lot of great shows on it, including Adam Posse's show, Chumba and Wumba. Hell yeah. Uh, uh, of course, Ryan and Emily's show, Afternoonify. Hell yeah. Uh, Carolyn Maine's show, uh, shows, uh, two shows, Pitch what? Please, and a very special episode. Uh, and don't forget Shane Hosey's show, The Hosey Hustle. Yeah. And don't forget Chris and Kyle's show, Reboot, Reuse, Recycle. Yes. Oh, dear. So, just, you can procrastinate forever with all that content, baby. <laughs> uh, it's time for Andy, Aaron, and Lydia to start a podcast. Yes. Get on it. Get uh, on it. And, uh, yeah, so we're on that. So if you really enjoyed tonight, uh, just listen to us in like a couple months when we post it, uh, and it's good. <laughs> Look, I'm get, trying to. I'm, Listen, I can't wait to see y'all in June. Real good. I hope show. this show never ends. Oh, All right. it won't. It won't. Right. Yeah. I think that's it, right? So what's next, gang? Who wants All to right. chat? Uh, follow everyone on social media. Peace out. We love you. Uh, see you next time. Thanks so much. Bye. Thank you for listening to SpecScript. Come to our next live episode, March 11th at Kelly's Olympia. Justin Kassan is writing Mad Men. It's toasted, baby. Hello, and welcome to the ad for Afternoonified, the podcast where we hope to make you a little less dumb while we also become a little less dumb. Do you want to know why some saints have never decomposed or why you're compelled to eat laundry detergent and home insulation? Ugh. Maybe you've heard about the axe handle hound or a demon named Zozo and want to know more. We're here to help. Join us. I thought you say Emily and Ryan. <laughs> Yeah, that's what we were going to do. I'm just going to leave this in. Um, join us 
Emily. And Ryan. On our mission to investigate the weirder sides of science history, and that is your line. And the paranormal and afternoonified part of the River City Podcast Federation. Nailed it. Done. Yeah. Boom. Come find us. It's the River City Podcast Federation.